From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Peace watch that this has happened, but they've created the conditions that have forced this decision. We wow. are going to do everything in our power to get them out of bankruptcy and get them to fix their damn system so this will never have to happen again. This should not have to happen. Well, that's the governor of California, who I guarantee has his eyes on the White House. Um, governor of the biggest state in the country where they've shut off power overnight because it might be windy. Probably is going to be windy, but... There are people who have power out where it's not windy. For hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. <laughs> Maybe millions of in people. In the first world, my friends. That might have their power off for days. Yeah. I, I hope this means something to you if you live other places on, on how out of hand your uh, state government, local government can get if, um, if nobody's keeping an eye on it. An yeah, eye on it. Yeah, you know, there are days my spirit flags in trying to communicate to people what's going on. I just, you know, more a uh, blue-collar uh, way of uh, saying that. My ass is tired, man. The short answer is one-party government. It always leads to this sort of corruption. Yeah, I left out what I was trying to say there. Oh, um, my apologies. I forgot. My description of my hind-end energy uh, took over. The angry-sounding Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, oh, he's yeah. sounding angry Hilarious. at the energy company because he realizes people are pissed off. You got a million households, so how many people is that without power? Because it might be windy, and they're really mad. And he's got son. I'm mad too, and we're not 
going to put up with it. Yeah. That's well, that's beautiful. why we think we should go through the uh, middle of the timeline of how we got here with the party that he's a part of and, and now is the head of. Yeah, the long story short is the California utility companies, most notably Pacific Gas and Electric, which gives power, brings power, sells power at incredibly exorbitant rates to uh, millions of people um, across California, particularly in the northern end of the state. They, and like utilities like them, uh, San Diego Gas and Electric, they spend tremendous amounts uh, of money on lobbying. They enrich politicians and have for a very long time. And in theory, you, the the ratepayer, the consumer, the citizen, are protected by this Public Utilities Commission, which is a bunch of fat cats who are overpaid uh, with your tax dollars for doing virtually nothing, but, you know, in the case of the utilities, do their will. It's a beautiful example. You remember during the bailouts, maybe you heard the expression, privatized profits and socialized losses. This is a beautiful example of that. Because the Public Utility Commission, those brave, honorable knights who protect the ratepayers, approved big-ass profits for PG&E. So all the the stockholders and and the fat cats who run it just made money like crazy through the years. And... As the uh, various activists, poor pathetic activists, would say, look, this infrastructure is terrible. It's fragile. It breaks down all the time. It's a huge fire risk. They've got to clear the ground around their wires and their poles, and they've got to spend the money. They're taking these profits instead of investing it in improving the grid. And the Public Utilities Commission said, well, oh, come on now. Let's not get all up in arms and all angry. Let's keep the money a-flowing. And so they didn't have to do it. It's probably worth throwing in that the environmental wackadoos of the left, and and listen, for new listeners especially, we tend to be pretty moderate on a lot of stuff. We're not, you know, I don't hate to name any names here. Well, I'll just say we're pretty moderate on a lot of stuff. The environmental freaking wackadoos with their, you can't cut down a single tree, you can't cut down the forest, we must put out fires the moment they begin, which no forester in their right mind has ever agreed with. They ran California environmental policy for a very long time. And so, and plus you couldn't spray any defoliants to, to get rid of the, uh, the weeds that were growing up around the, you know, power lines and the, and the substations and the structures and stuff like that. So you've got this incredible, this perfect idiotic storm of progressive politics and bribe taking, which got Cal Unicornia to the point where the infrastructure is so fragile, if the wind blows, they got to turn off the power so they don't have giant wildfires that burn people to death, because that's happened a bunch lately. It's just... And then, because the voters have no effing idea what's going on, sorry, I get a little fired up about this stuff, they say, well, it, it makes perfect sense. You, you're probably better off, better turn off the power to avoid people being burned to death, because they have no idea how we got to this point. And you look at the various newspapers and news stations and the rest of it, and they don't report on any of this stuff. No. Nope. All they know is what's happening today and say, well, they had to turn off the power so people wouldn't be burned to death. And the moron voters think, well, that makes sense. Just like in other states, they're turning off the power because of uh, some inclement weather. Sure. For, yeah. for hundreds of thousands of people, maybe a million people, because that's the way they do it in the rest of the country. No, that's not the way it happens in the rest of the country. It's not the way it happens in first world countries in the, in the modern age. It just does not. 
So you got this company, PG&E, that has shut off at least 800,000 people's power. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I throw in one thing? I, I totally forgot. It's very, very brief. Uh, let's see. From 2017 to 2018, the uh, corrupt California legislative session, PG&E spent almost $12 million on lobbying. Why? They just provide power to people who pay rates. Why would you spend $12 million on lobbying? How interesting. And they got Gavin Newsom sounding mad. I, oh. You should be mad. Uh, we're not going to put up with it. I'm mad, too. All right. All right. God, you phony liar. So, uh, warning went out yesterday that a lot of people, you know, millions of people that are worried that they're not going to have power for days, which is pretty disruptive to your life. You need more information, you go to the website. That's where you're directed to go, to the website of the power company. Yeah. Except you couldn't get on. So, I saw all these people <laughs> who were talking about being on hold for hours trying right. to call. Because the website was down. Because the website was locked up. And uh, PG&E put on their website last night, we are currently expecting high volume of traffic to our website and understand your frustration. And then I got into the replies, which I thought were pretty funny. What else can't PG&E do right? About what you'd expect from an asshole that is PG&E in California. These are uh, some pretty coarse commentary. Uh, who could have predicted that most of our customers would go to the place they were directed to see if their power would be out for days? Um, maybe you need to buy a gas-powered generator to get it up and running. Ha, 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 your website. You can't keep your lines maintained. Why should your website be any different? Right. You can't seriously expect anyone to believe that you didn't anticipate a high volume of traffic to your website after telling 600, it's now 800,000, uh, Californians that you were probably going to shut their power off possibly for several days. Um, and there were hundreds and hundreds of uh, replies along those lines. I would think the hate coming toward... Gavin Newsom and PG&E would get some attention, get some movement, some action of some sort. Yeah. You want to hear one more really funny note? Sure. Oh, yeah, we didn't. The bonus bonus announcements yesterday. Bad timing for that. The big PG&E bonus, I think $11 million worth of dollars worth of bonuses that went out yesterday for, well, I've been doing for a great fine performance. Job. That's right. That's, that's it. It's great fantastic. performance where you have to yeah. turn off power to a million people. So listen to this. Uh, federal judges, uh, consumer groups, uh, activists, anybody with a lick of sense is saying PG&E has not been committed to maintaining its infrastructure. They've been more, much more into taking profits with the permission of the corrupt government, as I was just explaining. PG&E has said, inattention to safety isn't to blame. Get ready for it. What's to blame? Get ready. You ready? Climate change. (laughs) There you go. Oh, my God. You know what? you got to appreciate the balls of these people. I've lived in corrupt California for about a quarter of a century. I've seen droughts and rain and cold seasons and wet seasons and the rest of it. And the last couple of years have been fine. They've been perfectly fine. In fact, quite pleasant. The idea that all of a sudden, because it's a windy day, millions of people have to have no power because of climate change? Why didn't you blame evil spirits or, or, or ghosts or... Or Kim Jong-un or something. It'd be as likely as climate change, you liars. God, there ought to be torchlight pitchforks in the streets. But people are too busy playing their candy crush on their stupid phones. This happens a couple of times, and there will be some serious anger. Yeah, well, that's why Gavin Newsom's faking up his anger. Don't look at the Democrat Party. Don't look at us. It's that damn utility. 
Well, it is that damned utility, but it's you too, Gavin. We'll be keeping our eye on this no, story. I tell you what. There is... I, I, would, I would give up my salary for the next year. I want you to know this is not about money. If there could be some miracle, God's mighty hand, or a mandate by the federal government or something that everybody in Cal Unicornia has to listen to this show for six months... I would just like people to understand what's going on. I would give up my entire salary for a year to accomplish that. Because I just I can't stand that these rich fat cats are screwing everybody like this and getting away with it. It makes me crazy. So, some breaking news today. Turkey has launched a military attack on northern Syria days after uh, we decided to announce that we we're going to pull out. Um, so we'll be following that story. Also, there's a new book out that's getting a lot of attention, and there's ammunition on both sides of the whole um, impeachment thing, Russia thing. The book is called Deep State, Trump, the FBI, and the Rule of Law. There's some good stuff on there that both sides are really enjoying. Maybe it'll hit you with some of the highlights. Oh, yeah. There, there's so much in the news today, and I promised a couple of days ago we'd bring you this story about the enormous numbers of people who get the gender transition surgery and regret Ooh. it. Yeah, we do need to the, get to that. The gender industrial complex, and if you get on that uh, conveyor belt, uh, people are making tragic decisions. And it used to be you couldn't talk about that because you're seen as a transphobe. Well, we don't care. So we'll talk about it. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. Just to mention some breaking news, Turkey has launched a military attack on northern Syria. Um, a couple days, obviously, after Trump announced that we were uh, getting out of there. And I assume by attacking northern Syria, that means attacking the Kurds. What did Marshall say it's called? It's called Operation uh, Puppies and Rainbows or something. It's got a very, uh, very Peace, benign Operation Peace Spring. Operation Peace Spring. It's 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 October. We're rolling in our tanks with machine guns. And Turkey's the northern hemisphere. We're going to call it Operation Peace Spring. Maybe they mean spring like a, a well spring, a hot spring. Anyway, we'll be keeping our eye on that, and also there is a new book out that's getting a fair amount of attention, and it's interesting on, uh, there's some stuff there to back your your Trump side or your anti-Trump side. It's called Deep State, Trump, the FBI, and the Rule of Law. For instance, there's yet another nugget. There have been enough nuggets to make me think this might be true, that Rod Rosenstein at one point was talking about invoking the 25th Amendment with some other people. This is another book saying that, with more sources claiming that they know that that happened. Wow. That's the amendment where you could get together and remove the president. The president is a wackadoo. Um, But you've also got uh, part of the book, and we'll read this later, where Comey was really worried, beyond worried, he had information that Loretta Lynch was trying to shut down the email investigation with uh, the whole Hillary Clinton email thing. Yeah. And that's when he stepped in and and had to save it. But so, um, you know, that's good fodder for conversation for both sides. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to find, there's so much happening. Today is insane. Where the heck did I put that? Um, The... 
so you've got a couple of uh, fronts opening in the investigation of the Russia investigation that are worth mentioning. It, it's come out that Robert Mueller went to the Oval Office the day he was officially appointed by uh, Rod Rosenstein to investigate the Trump campaign and Trump for collusion with Russia. The day before he was appointed to that gig, he was trying to get the head of the FBI gig. He's denied that in front of Congress, but now Rod Rosenstein's, some of his memos have come out, and it looks like Mueller may have lied about that, and he indeed was pursuing um, that gig. The way now, he I'm looked, not sure how significant all that is, honestly. I, I, I don't know either, and the way he looked back in June, he might not remember it. Right. Um uh, in July, in front of Congress, Mueller says, My understanding was I was not applying for the job. I was asked to give my input on what it would take to do the job. Well, again, having seen him speak back in, was it June? He's so confused and addled, he might not have known what was going on. Right. I and, take your question. <laughs> I take your question. I take your answer. And you can take your answer. Shove it. Uh, so anyway, you know... Uh, going after old man Mueller to me is just, that's chasing your tail, in my opinion. Of greater significance, and, and we'll have a little more time to get into this later. There it is. Um, this uh, character, John Durham, who's a U.S. attorney, is based out of Connecticut, is reviewing the origins of the 2016 counterintelligence investigation into Russia. and the It's the Russian collusion thing, in short. Um he has now gotten clearance to investigate a wider timeline, including fairly early in the Trump campaign when the FBI and, and the various, there's so many characters in this, various informants and sources overseas were taking calls from CIA and FBI friends who were asking them, hey, get together with this Carter Page and, and see what he knows about this, that, and the other. So this guy's gotten clearance to go wider in terms of time. He's gotten additional funding, and he's recently traveled with the Attorney General to Italy and, I believe, Britain, and talked to Australia about what they were asked to do about surveillance of the Trump campaign, when and by whom. And if you're at all interested in the narrative on one side or another that... Comey and company and uh, and Strzok and Page and Clapper and uh, Brennan, all those people who are now MSNBC commentators, uh, if you're interested in the idea that they overstepped their bounds, got a little zealous, and used the powers of the intelligence community to investigate a political campaign without proper authorization, that investigation is chugging down the tracks in a big hurry. And this guy is serious, so we may actually uh, hear more about that in the days to come. Yeah, it's supposed to be a release from the Inspector General this month on uh, a lot of that. So Yeah, on, on some of that stuff. So that that is not one of those things that just kind of went away. You know how things right. do in Washington? This one ain't. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Yet another twist in the story about why millions of people in the nation's most populous state are losing power for days. Turkey launching its Operation Peace Spring against the Kurds. That's a nice name. And another charge against former NBC Today show Matt Lauer. Coming up. We're all going to be killed, but at least it's called Peace Spring, so I feel better about it.
Police Department in the blackout zone of California put these warnings out on a Facebook page, tips to deal with the blackouts. Once again, everybody just looking past the, why are we having blackouts now? In the first world. And just jumping to, I guess this is just the way life is, and we'll just accept it. But anyway, kind of funny, from the Pleasanton Police Department in Northern California. If you come home and everything is dark and nothing works, then you are experiencing a power shutdown. Oh. Remain calm. Use your cell phone light to search frantically for the one flashlight you think you have in the house. It will be dead. Search for batteries. You will need four, but you will only find three. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And a bunch of other stuff like that that's pretty funny. Uh, If your kids can't use their cell phones, maybe they'll read a book. It'd be good for them, that sort of thing. But uh, it's a lighter side of just accepting that you can't have power in the modern world. California, America's Haiti. News now, Marsha Phillips. Under Democratic management since 2000, whenever it was. Meanwhile, as you were saying, millions of people in California are in the process of having their power cut off. Pacific Gas and Electric began shutting down transmission lines overnight because of high wind expectations. This is the biggest planned shutoff in the state's history, and it could last for days. i got to believe it's the biggest planned shutoff in our nation's history. And people need to spend more time looking at how we got here, what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, the power is going to be down for a long time because apparently PG&E says, while they'll begin turning power back on starting tomorrow when the winds subside, it could take as long as five days to check all the lines and then restore power to homes. Going to be about eight hundred thousand customers in Northern California. So affected. days, multiple days. Yeah. So uh, my my fine suburban uh, home where it's perfectly calm and pretty day and nothing's happening. I've been without power since midnight. Could be many days till we have power yeah. again. Even That's if nothing happening because, because before they can flip the switch and turn it back on again, they got to check every line to make sure something didn't fall down somewhere. It's an extortion right. plot. We'll talk more about. I that. I think it is. I've I've thought this from the beginning. It's 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 it's, it's bad politics. It's like Joe's always saying about uh, famines are a political thing. They're not a uh, an agricultural right, thing. Right. That this this is a political thing. It's not questionably well said. Meanwhile, California's governor Gavin Newsom says people need to be outraged about the shutoffs. Oh, you phony liar! Because the utilities haven't maintained their systems. We are going to do everything in our power to get them out of bankruptcy and get them to fix their damn system, so this will never have to happen again. This should not have to happen. You're right, but come on, dude. Are you just going to pretend that you don't have any idea why they didn't uh, beef up their system and maintain their system over the years? Because your crowd let them do it. You're going to let them off the hook for that? You took the bribes and you let it happen. Turkeys. Well, well, you were lieutenant governor, by the way, you lying liar. You're the you're the party of big government. You're the party of regulations, and it's the government's job to make sure our meat's inspected and our roads are and everything. Everything you can't uh, you can't braid people's hair without a government permission. Right. You're from that party, so don't act like it's PG on their own that got away with this. Your party let them get away with it. But he's doing a good job at, as a politician of sounding angry. Right. Oh, the, the the governor's mad too. If you've just uh, tuned in, you haven't heard the. Party. Punchline yet, the utilities are blaming climate change for this. Climate change. Sure. Turkey's Operation Peace Spring is underway. It is the military operation launched into Syria against the Kurds. President Erdogan tweeting, they're targeting the Islamic State and Kurdish militant groups. 
A spokesman for the U.S.-backed Kurdish-led force in northern Syria says Turkish warplanes have started targeting civilian areas in northern Syria, causing a huge panic among people of the region. Turkish warplanes are targeting civilian areas. Yeah. Wow. You know, I tell you what, I... I'm sympathetic to the view of Lindsey Graham, for instance, that if this area descends back into chaos and there's a power vacuum and the rest of it, it will be fertile ground for ISIS to reestablish itself and and get up and going again. On the other hand, I I also have this feeling that with uh, Turkey involved in the Kurds and Iran and Russia and Syria and Iraq and all sorts of militias and and, uh, militant groups, what if we sat out, like, the next three rounds and then went in and killed all the ISIS guys, like, in two years? Would, would that really be that bad a thing? I guess the alternative to that is we just police that region for the rest of our natural lives. In uh, other news today, we've got a former NBC News employee who claims she was raped by former Today Show host Matt Lauer at the 2014 Sochi Olympics. Variety is reporting that Brooke Neville's claims are all being revealed in uh, Ronan Farrow's new book called Catch and Kill. Why, well, he actually raped somebody, she, allegedly. She claims the disgraced host had anal sex with her in a hotel room in Sochi after a night of drinking, noting that it was non-consensual in the sense that she was too drunk to consent. Now, she also says she voiced her disconsent numerous times right, throughout the incident. right. Now, reportedly, Harvey Weinstein found out about Matt Lauer's escapades and went to NBC and told them to get Ronan Farrow to back off on his stories about Weinstein. Not surprised. That's why Farrow went to The New Yorker to go ahead and lay it all out. So her story is she was really drunk, but she was saying no repeatedly? Right. Yep. Okay. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Not sure why it's coming out now. I mean, I get that the book's out, but um, I don't know. That's up to her, I suppose. Or Ronan Farrow, if he had the information. I don't, I don't know why you, you hang on to this until your book's ready. Uh, according to what yep. I've gathered so far, right. him being fired is what emboldened some of them to finally come out and put their names to things. Uh, right. Gotcha. Right. Mm. Right. When he was all-powerful and could end your right. career. Right. When he had the button on his desk to lock the door and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Just amazing. Yep. Oh, um, boy. Well, the world's certainly nutty. If you like nuttiness, you How got How about you it. go with sodomized or something? That was a little harsh for Yeah, me. Marshall, yeah, little, generally don't uh, drop right. an AS bomb here little, on the Armstrong and Giddy Show. That was a little, little bold. Yeah. Well, committed kind of set me back. Yeah, that's a me on my distracting heels. there. Yeah. That was, that was a, a written apology. Right. It would be nice. <laughs> uh, and now, Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. I'm not sure that was an attack. Uh, I want to read you this email. It's apropos of nothing. It's apropos of everything. Wow, that is deep. Mm. You haven't heard it yet. <laughs> it's uh, Don. I can say Don. Having worked for 26 years for the department that collected all the special taxes voted for by the public, with ironclad guarantees to the voters that the money would be used for the stated purpose, I can tell you that it never does. I've been saying that for a long time. It is instead redirected in two ways. One, 
It is used to displace money in the general fund that was already targeted for the purpose, making that amount of money in the general fund available for pet projects uh-huh. of some legislator. <laughs> that's a good trick. Well, that's, that's a good right. trick. It's like the lottery money goes to education thing. Well, yeah, it does. But that money comes out of education then gets spent on pet projects, depending on your state and and, and region. But that's part of that scam. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and, and the second scam is taking advantage of the well-hidden wording in every proposition stating that the money becomes available to the general fund, quote, during a fiscal emergency. So what is the legislature's first task when they convene, regardless of state surpluses, declaring a fiscal emergency? Never vote for a new or increased tax. That's the guy who worked for a quarter century in the department that spent that money. So you got enough money in the uh, Help Beavers Fund. Yes. And you uh, pass a tax. We need to help the beavers. Right. And people yeah, say, well, I, I care about beavers. And it's a beautiful only a, creature. They have a flat tail and the big teeth. We and, love them. It's only a half cent on every uh, hatchet purchase or whatever. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> I'm enjoying this so far. Go on. <laughs> so when you get the tax revenue to help the beavers, you've right. already got money in the fund. You take that money out of the fund and right. spend it on crap, green energy or whatever BS you're claiming. Which is spreading money around to your cronies. So technically, yeah. legally speaking, the money, the tax did to go to help yes. the beavers. But Okay, yes, that's interesting. Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah. Well, I knew they yeah, did it. One I just of a couple of scams, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's absolutely, it's it's hilarious. In the, in the words of Pink Floyd, uh, it's nearly a laugh, but it's really a cry. There is a, now, like for the 15th time, uh, the the various politicians are saying in Cal Unicornia, which we've been talking a, a lot about today because it's become a third world state, um, they're talking about how we need a special new tax to f- fix the roads. I mean, it's to the point of absurdity. Because um, the last five taxes that the, the, the moron voters have approved ain't gotten no, nowhere near the roads. In fact, they've gone to bike lanes and unicorn crossings and bullet bullet energy process. Oh, yeah, and bullet trains nobody wants or will ever ride. Is there such thing as an addictive personality? New science on that. And I like the picture on this article is it shows a giant, uh, a box that was donuts with one donut left. And I would eat that one last donut. I might eat. I'm always flicking the paper. I might eat the donut off the table because of my addictive personality. But stay tuned, among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. is off for hundreds of thousands of people in the state of California because it's windy. And in a lot of places, the power is off because it might be windy, <laughs> which doesn't happen really in the real world. We got this text from a buddy of mine who listens on our fabulous affiliate in Salt Lake City who said not to rub it in. But here in northern Utah, we've got high wind warnings today and everybody still has power. On the national news, I just heard. Well, there are no forests in Utah. Wait a minute. On the national news, I just heard that uh, they talked about the power being out in California. They made it sound like it was Mother Nature's fault. No mention of the energy company. Right. Yeah, but they're blaming climate change. I swear to God, I don't know. It keeps us employed, but can the world get any more idiotic? Tell you what. A lot of people who think uh, the utilities are doing this on purpose. 
I was uh, for various uh, political reasons slash get legislation passed. I think it might work. Most people uh, feel like, well, I, I, you can't blame them. If they're going to get blamed for anybody getting hurt, you can't blame them for turning off the power. That I, That's by far the main thing I hear out of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just to keep people safe. But you know what? Democracy's doomed. Monarchy now. Uh, let's see. So uh, you might find this interesting. And to me, this falls under the, the broad category of you get these movements. For instance, the transgender uh, thing, which is so hot these days. Just people talking about it, transgender rights, whatever. Uh, all sorts of people are. Cory Booker talked about African-American transgender rights. Right, exactly. Slice it even thinner. Because that's, if you talk about that and you, you yell about it and accuse people of being transphobic or whatever, you get full woke credit. Uh, you get uh, the admiration of your your peers that you're you're righteous and 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 you know progressive, but there's a growing body of uh, science slash knowledge in the medical world that what happens is unhappy people, confused people, conflicted people say, you know what the problem is? Uh, I got the gender dysphoria. I'm really a woman. I was born uh, with guy parts, but I'm really a woman. And if I were to transition to be a woman, I will be happy. And they get onto this activist, righteous, we're with you, uh, conveyor belt. Where, for instance, here's this um, person, and and, and it's a back-and-forth story, so I'm not trying to be uh, obtuse or a smartass or anything. I I can't remember, is she a he or he or she at this point, but... um, Began identifying as a male in teenage years um, and and went and uh, for everybody who's who has gender dysphoria, whether they're trans or not, I want there to be more options for us because there's a system saying, okay, here's your hormones, here's your surgery, off you go, you're very brave, way to go. And this person talked about, for instance, I had uh, body issues too, uh, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, that sort of thing, and... Once I went to the clinic, all they wanted to do was get me transitioned uh, because that's the woke thing and the noble thing to do. And there are a growing number of people who are realizing, oh, I just have um, challenges. I have emotional challenges, psychological challenges. Maybe they're inborn brain chemistry. Maybe it has to do with uh, trauma. They suffered, whatever. And they're getting shoved down this pipeline and then realizing that I'm still every bit as unhappy. Now I'm starting to think I am kind of a dude after all, but I got my parts removed or I've been doing Ooh. this hormone therapy or whatever. I told I, everybody. The, right. And there are a huge number of people who want to retransition then because it didn't solve their problems. And now they're extra confused. So, listen, I'm not a campaigner for one side or the other, whatever this means. I just know there's a craze, and I've known people who, God bless them, and, you know, I'm not going to get too specific because I don't have their permission, but are absolutely wonderful people and very bright and talented, but they just got born with with bad brain chemistry. I mean, it's just, it's a shame. Um, They're never going to be super easy in their own skins. Some of us can relate to it personally. Some of us have people we love like that. You're just never going to be Mr. Carefree or Ms. Carefree. And they're looking for an answer. And this has become a hot answer, and people go way too far, way too fast. 
And there are more. I remember there was a scientist from Johns Hopkins, was it, last year, who came out and said, look, we've got to slow down. We've got to be careful about this stuff. And he was drummed out of his job for daring to suggest some of these people who say they're transgender are just confused, and we need to get to the root of it. Um, and the hate came down on him like crazy. But there are more medical professionals, including the, the main um, person cited in this uh, story is a person by the name of Charlie Evans, who's become an activist on this score in Great Britain, who is saying, whoa, slow down. So, um, anyway... Oh, oh, and they mentioned the uh, the number of referrals to this uh, British the, the the part of the national health that deals with gender identity gender identity number of referrals is up thirty two hundred percent in ten years. Well, I I don't doubt that because it had to be practically none not that right. many, not well, long ago, and it's much more heavily girls. That's up by fifty three hundred percent, and they have more and more families with little children who are claiming gender issues. And these parents are so anxious to take medical steps with their kids. And these medical pros are saying, for goodness sakes, wait with the kids. Wait. Anyway, just tapping the brakes over here, boss. So there's this uh, new book that's uh, out. Deep State, Trump, the FBI, and the Rule of Law. I saw the author on MSNBC yesterday. He's definitely a uh, Trump hater, but he's got some stuff in his book that um, on on both sides of the issue, including the James Comey, Loretta Lynch stuff. Loretta Lynch was the Attorney General under Obama, and uh, she's the uh, gal who had that meeting with uh, Bill Clinton while they were allegedly investigating Hillary. And according to this new book, former FBI Director James Comey was troubled by the Attorney General Loretta Lynch's pro-Clinton bias at the beginning of the Hillary Clinton email probe, a bombshell in the new book that is out. Comey was, quote, nagged in his distrust of Lynch's impartiality after he received a report from a highly placed informant in March of 2016 suggesting the AG was trying to nix the investigation, according to the author of this new book. The document contained an email that Debbie Wasserman Schultz the chair of the Democratic National Committee to what re- a treat she is had reportedly sent an, an executive at Open Society Foundations, founded by George Soros, an email that assured that Loretta Lynch quote wouldn't let the Clinton investigation get very far, suggesting that Lynch would protect Clinton. Um. Wow. We have an insurance policy. That's something. Yeah. And I wanted to talk at some point about uh, Chuck Todd's getting great kudos from the journalist community for the way he really went after a a Republican um, chair of the Homeland Security uh, Department, a guy named Rob Johnson, on uh, the Sunday show on Meet the Press, really went after the guy and accused him of, you're trafficking in Fox News conspiracy theories. Okay, well, you you never say when anybody's up there on the left, you know, that anything of the Russian stuff was a, was a MSNBC conspiracy, even right. though in many cases it turned out to be true. It was. Yeah. Watching the mainstream media, reading, listening, I run into the term conspiracy theory now 20 times a day. That is the incredibly lazy, knee-jerk, go-to dismissal of any concern from anybody to the right of Hillary Clinton. But there's something pretty conspiracy-y in that book right there that's being laid out. I'd say... 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.